Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. So today we have a fun topic. I know. I'm excited. It's why are fandoms, blah, blah, blah. Why are different fandoms looked upon differently? Why Why are looked upon differently? (laughs) Why are different (laughs) fandoms looked upon differently? Yeah. Yes. So... Why are we talking about this, Mercy? Oh my goodness, because, so this is a real thing and it's real important, I think, that we talk about it. I'll start with personal experience, right? I have a husband who's a huge fan of the Miami Dolphins. Loves the Dolphins. We have all kinds of Dolphin things, including a football signed by all the players back years ago, Um, a jersey with different signatures, Uh, There's that foam finger, there's all these different things that are cool, right? But then I also have a daughter who I've spoken about many times, who was a stan of uh, One Direction. So she knew everything about One Direction, where they were born, their mom's name, their family name, uh, where they grew up, what song they wrote, which one sang which. I mean, it was just kind of crazy. And some would call that obsessive. And here's our point, right? So there's an obsessive child uh, who's a stan of a boy band. And that's looked upon as, she's crazy, she's hysterical. All these girls screaming, I can't stand that. But then you look upon the men that are fanatics of their own thing and their own games and you see all these football games on TV and they paint their faces half this color, half that color, and they have costumes and no shirts and they're there and that's all they breathe and they miss work. And I mean, I could go on and on and on and on, (laughs) but they're cool. Mm. Right. It's cool. It's normalized. Yeah. It's normalized and it's wrong. It's crazy. But we've been experiencing this for decades upon decades upon decades so think back to the Beatles Mm -hmm. and think who gave power to the Beatles it was all the screaming girls Mm -hmm. that were in love with them that saw their raw talent that saw their potential that loved the music that they were creating made them millionaires made them who they became Mm -hmm. and they were crazy right um and then Go back to sports and look at how much athletes make. I mean, it's an insane amount of money. And they don't make that necessarily because of a talent. They make it because of the fans willing to pay um, all of these things I think uh, for comes, them. I think it really comes down to the marketing power of all these different brands. Oh, absolutely. Any category, it's the marketing power. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think 100%. And while I don't feel it's looked upon fairly, right? So think about the show. We were just talking about this uh, previously. Think about the show, uh, The Big Bang Theory. Yes, I love that show. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's based on these nerds, right? That's what they call themselves. They're nerds. They were nerds growing up. They're rocket scientists and extremely intelligent and all these great things. But they're all comic fans. They love comics. And Dungeons right? and Dragons, all those very like, you know, <laughs> comic. They are looked upon yeah. as a negative, as, oh, you have to be a nerd if you like that. Unless you do like that and you're an intelligent person and, and you love things like that. And then you're looked upon differently because you like it. Yeah. And so I think that's the whole point that we're trying to make today. The, mm-hmm. the discussion is about how unfair different fandoms can be. Mm-hmm. let's talk about going back in history right so there's tons and tons and tons of fans 
and sports and um, teams, et cetera, et cetera, we could go on. So I chose music and just a couple of bands. So we go back to the Beatles and all the teens that love them. Then we go, we move forward a little bit. We go to Backstreet Boys, Sync, Boys to Men. Most recently we had One Direction. So One Direction broke up in 2016. During 2020, they still had 21.4 million followers, right? Don't look at the screaming power of the girls Mm -hmm. and don't look at the fact um, that they, of how they were marketed. Look at the talent, the, the true talent that these five guys actually have and look at who they've become after they broke up. And this goes back with the history of everybody else, starting again with the Beatles and Paul McCartney and um, all the Beatles, every single one of them was incredible. Yeah. But in sticking with One Direction, right, you see Harry Styles. Every other song on the radio is Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. If it's not Harry Styles, you're listening to Zane or Liam or Niall or Louie. So there's so much power there. I, I love that you know all their names. Well, I and by the way, to... for y'all listening, this was her idea. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm a Harry fan, 100%. I have been to so many concerts. Um, so I've gone, uh, one of my fondest memories of concerts for One Direction, and I think I might have gone to maybe seven One Direction concerts. What? Um, oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. I mean, we flew to New Jersey for one of the concerts, and we were staying in New York City. So we took the train back, and the entire train was full of fans. But the section where we actually sat, which we truly believed at the time, there were family members of Niall that were there and they were all singing with their Irish um, like music feel, but to the lyrics of One Direction songs. And everybody in that train just knew word for word for word, every single song. And it was just such an experience and it was so fun. And I did it with Raquel and wow, it's just amazing memories. That's um, and insane that you went to seven, I'm stuck on that, seven concerts. But you know, you yeah. have, your daughter loves them. So I know part of it was, yeah. I love them it, too, but I'm gonna use that as an excuse to like go with you because you're my daughter. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I'm a total um, fanatic of like my total fan, band fanatic. I love concerts. I love music and I love concerts. So I, I went, my first date with Billy was really, we went to a Rush concert. So oh, I, remember that. I love concerts. I went to Adamant, to Van Halen, to all these crazy concerts, uh, Bon Jovi, like all these oh, really man, fun concerts. So boring so, now. Like I don't go to a lot of concerts. I've I been to concerts. Uh, probably the coolest one I've been to is no doubt before they broke up. But that's it. Oh, I saw her in concert. I <laughs> saw her in concert. Loved her. I mean, so I've gone boring. to Nashville. I've gone to Nashville three different times specifically for concerts. And then I make a weekend out of it because I went for a concert. So mm-hmm. that's how much I really love concerts. So when they kind of categorize people <laughs> yeah. as crazy fans and we have no power, but the men that follow their teams and travel to see mm-hmm. their teams are cool. I have a problem with that. Well, you said you have no power, but you do have power because look what right. last political season here in the United States, like oh goodness, with the BTS yes. fans and the One Direction fans, like yes. constantly trying to hijack campaign hashtags and yes. events. Yes. Like they really did the smackdown. Like Gen Zers, yeah. they, 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 the younger ones couldn't vote, but the, these fans had the yes. power because of mm, mainly millennials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was, that was really crazy. And, mm-hmm. and going into that power, so kind of switching it over and getting out of the, the, the boy bands, right? So ending with the, the most powerful one right now, which is BTS, yep. which has um, right now 30.9 million followers, which wow. is insane. Again, forget that they're a boy band, just put the music and listen to the music without thinking that they're a boy band. Yeah. And yep. listen to how amazing they really are. Well, I do have a little story. So I'm not that y'all think I'm too lame, 
So I, <laughs> Nobody so now you're bringing that, up yeah. memories. Cause I don't, I, I <laughs> I've always been like anti boy band. Like I never want to like, so, you know, quote unquote, like follow the crowd kind of thing. Right. So in sixth grade, all of my classmates, all the girls were into new kids in the block and they were obsessed. <laughs> Talk about insane. <laughs> they were stan. They were obsessed. Yes. And yes. I was like, no, I like heavy metal. I was into Skid Row and Poison and a Motley Crue, all those bands, because I didn't yeah. want to be like these girls. <laughs> but that. Hey, I love Van Halen and Rush. So I hear you. Yeah. But I, I, I talk about like stereotyping people based on their fandom. Like I was mm-hmm. totally stereotyping them like, oh, they sound so ditzy. Like they're into mm-hmm. these boy, this boy band. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about right now. Like these exactly fans. what we're talking about. And this goes back. Yeah. Yep. It goes back decade, you know, decades back. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the experiences I had talking about um, the the extent or the the <clears throat> power of of fandom, right, was when Raquel graduated high school. We took her on a trip to Europe, and that was our gift. I know when she graduated college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she graduated college, we took her on a trip to Europe. And she decided that she was going to go and visit where Harry Styles worked, where the other ones played soccer, where they met and did a concert somewhere, like all these specific places. Was it a tour? Was it a tour that was set up or you guys just- Yeah, it was set up by Raquel, for (laughs) Raquel. And we went with her and she gave us a full tour. We had, and I'm gonna speak for me, not for Billy. I had a blast. I had a blast. I could feel everything she was feeling. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed everything she enjoyed. Um, I loved it. I loved it. And I would do it a hundred times because to me that had just so much purpose and it was yeah. just so fun. It was part of that moment in her life. And I think that um, now, you know, as parents, my I was a parent then, but I feel in speaking to if you're a fan, mm-hmm. If you're a parent and your child is a fan, support them, enjoy it, don't dismiss it. It has power and it's a way for you to connect with your child and and truly enjoy it. So so I know Raquel was a true fan, as I mentioned, right? And then you had Sam who loved Kim Kardashian. And that takes us to a whole other world of people that that feel, well, if you like them, mm-hmm. then, you know, you like trash. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. And so we were just thinking, talking about that, right? Yep. So they have uh, uh, the combined, all of those girls in the family, uh, Kim, Courtney, uh, Kylie, I can't, I don't know. I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate me if you're listening. I can't remember all their names, <clears throat> but they have a combined Twitter following over, of over 111 million people. Like that marketing power is insane. You think about all the products they pump out and they sell out mm. like that, like nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, they sell out before they make it to the market. Mm-hmm. And the reason, yeah, the reason from what our research, you know, was telling us is because people like their style. They, they're living vicariously through these girls, you know, they're right. living this posh lifestyle. Meanwhile, we're like in middle-class life in our homes or apartments or studio apartments, whatever. And these, these girls are living in this posh lifestyle. They look beautiful. They're, you know, going on trips. They have this amazing family. They have this business going on. It's like, we're living vicariously through them. And it's just this year is their last season. So I have no idea what's going to um, transpire from, from their brand, but you know, they've had an amazing, amazing run. And as much as I know some people really like abhor them and like, don't like them and hate them and right. you know, they right. can't stand them. But you got to admire the marketing power and the business savvy that they have. That's hundred percent. I would love to read a case study on their, on their marketing and business savvy. Like I would they love are to know about that. The definition of boss babes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really they they can envision it. You can see that they work hard for it, and that they take a lot of crap for it. But man, they make it happen. They are determined, and they make it happen despite everything else and they have their issues like every other human being and their family drama like every other family um but you know they 
they're entertainment. They really are. You really do watch them. I've, I've sat there and, you know, enjoyed some of it with Sam and even with Lauren, you mm-hmm. know, Lauren would, I remember being eating and watching them. And I would tell you, you know, that's really, cause Lauren was quite young. And I thought, Lauren, you know, that's not true, right? They're just doing that for the TV. She goes, who cares? Look at the beach. They're in this part of the world and they're in that part of the world. And I've never been to that. And that's Bora Bora. And oh my God, look, they're in this part of Colombia that I'd never heard of. And, and they had a store in Miami called Dash. Do you remember that? Yes. And in California, I went to it in California. Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. It's somewhere in California, but I went. Mm-hmm. You never went to it on South Beach? You never been? I didn't. I've seen yeah, it. I did go to it on South Beach. I did. Okay. I did. I went with the girls. Jeez. <laughs> I forget half the things. Yes, I did go to it here. Um, I bought Samantha and Lauren something from the store in LA and brought it back home on one of my trips there just because it was their LA store. Uh-huh. Um, and you know how the grass is greener on the other side, the South Beach store wasn't cool unless you lived in LA. And I'm sure if you came to Miami, then you'd go there. True. <laughs> so that's True. just how it works. Well, from the TV show, the store didn't look exciting at all. Like just the inside. It was a regular boutique. Yep. It just had their name. And mm-hmm. that's how much power they had. That just their name was worth going in and buying something. Exactly. So they had the keychains and buttons and whatever that had their name. Yep. Um, so in going into this and talking about this, when we talk about the the empire, right? That mm-hmm. the Kardashians have and and then everything that's come out of it because so much has come through that that whole um enterprise that they hold the people that watch it are looked upon as materialistic as superficial the intelligent if superficial plastic all these different terminologies yeah but if you're watching um survivor right that was the show where yes they were on for like something seasons that's insane yeah right then you were athletic and you were cool and that show it's so cool and Mm. so it just it stinks how they put labels on everything for everybody yeah and Um, labeling can be very misogynistic you know absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely and so you know I I really feel if if there's something that you love regardless of what that is Mm -hmm. if you love it enjoy it enjoy it to the max uh, find why you enjoy it and what you can get out of it and and connect with it as much as you can, you know, always assuming it's a positive thing. Uh, <laughs> some, yeah, some things are not, oh, I can't, it's off the top of my head. That's I, oh, bad. I could think of a couple, but I won't give them power by oh, talking yeah. about them. So, but the one, um, the, the only one I could say that I'm just the genre I think that I've just been the closest to has been like the comic book stuff. So we love Marvel, we, we love DC. Mm-hmm. We go to um, the Comic Con here in New York. We've been there several years in a row. We didn't go obviously next year because of the pandemic. And my kids dress up; they love it. You know, I think it's because right. of them that I love it. My husband is obsessed with these comic books, <laughs> so right. that's why I'm interested in it. But um, I do live vicariously through them. I'm like, oh my God, did you see that costume? Or, you know, look at that person right there. And it's funny because when we were talking about this before the show and I was, I was just describing it to you and you were mm-hmm. like, yeah, they consider really nerdy, nerdy. And I was like, oh, I never, I never, <laughs> I never personally thought of it like, oh, we're a bunch of nerds going to Comic-Con. I just thought it was right. cool, you know? All right. Well, if you're the fan, it's cool. Yeah, that's exactly the point, right? So it's cool. When I was watching One Direction, it was cool. To us, it was certainly cool. Uh-huh. It's to the outsiders that you're not. And who cares? I guess I'm a nerd. <laughs> who cares? To you, you're cool. That's our whole point. That's right. We're cool, Mercy. Absolutely. Cool. You know, we love Harry Styles. We love One Direction. We love the Backstreet Boys. Um, oh. We loved Van Halen. Um, I knew everything about Van Halen. Oh my goodness. That, the, the drummer, which was Michael Anthony. I was going to name my first child, Michael Anthony at oh one point. Of course, I was a teenager. Then I had a crush on the relationship that Eddie Van Halen had with Valerie Bertinelli and the fact that they had a child and then they called the child. Um, oh my goodness. That was going to be my, my other name for my son, which was Wolfgang. 
And I remember when I started dating Billy, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a son one day and call him Wolfgang. He's like, I don't know with who, <laughs> because no, no. <laughs> so side eye, like what? No. <laughs> yeah. So hands down, I know Raquel inherited that from me. I knew, you know, everything about the band. It yeah. was a different time. We didn't have internet. So, and we were limited to what we could know. Yeah, we have. Now you can know when these guys pee. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they can't get away with anything. But back then, it wasn't that way. I know. Um, yeah. But I wanted also to talk about the power that these people have. They, I feel they get all this power from their fans, which is part of marketing, right? So it all kind of correlates. However, what they can do with this power is so many times underrated. Um, you look at Kim Kardashian and how much power she's had with unfair prisoners, right? Yeah. And how she's made such a big life-changing impact with that. Following in her father's footsteps by um, learning law right now. She's studying. Absolutely, absolutely. So she's using the power that she gained elsewhere towards something so impactful. I admire and then the Absolutely. And then um, even I, re I remember learning about the project Red Nose, yeah. which was collecting money for children um, through the One Direction kids because they had this big thing. And, and if you followed them, then they were constantly hashtagging Red Nose and make a donation and, and all these things um, that, that they would um, talk about. And like that, many other important matters like saving the whales or or um, child abuse or you name it they they all seem to always have something they were passionate about and they were a spokesperson for and I know that the Kardashians have done the same thing um, and I know that there's athletes that do the same thing as there are actors that do the same thing um, so we shouldn't take power away from anybody or label them because they're fans of anything. Yeah, yeah. And you can gain skills from being a fan. All that copying and, and posting and social media and research. And you <laughs> find communities. Some skills. Mm -hmm. You find communities of like-minded individuals. Yeah. You really do find, um, you find these communities which are quite powerful. Mm -hmm. And then you think it's all girls, no. No, I could tell you, I went to all these concerts with Raquel. And while maybe 90% of the, the kids there were Raquel's age, there's a good chunk that were my age that were enjoying every single lyric just as much as the kids were. Yeah. And they were boys and they were dads. And I loved watching those dads with their daughters um, at those concerts. So, well, you know, even going back to new kids on the block, like mm -hmm. they're, they're still doing concerts here and there and shows everybody that's our age is they're showing those are the the fans showing up for the those shows so for the show. fans for these bands they last forever if you're really committed if you really stand you, you're, you're in it forever yeah and absolutely. you be listening to them just like the beatles you know and these other bands that we mentioned before like yeah. and and we don't even have to talk about bands we could even completely get away from bands and just talk about lady gaga about Katy Perry mm -hmm. about Oprah. Um, Oprah, Oprah, yes, Oprah, <laughs> Michelle, Obama, mm -hmm. um, it, just so many human beings that have fans. Yeah, um, The Walking Dead. Yeah. We talked about The Walking Dead. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So those shows, Stranger Things, uh, all those shows, The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if that's like a fandom, but that's a huge thing. Sure, <laughs> that's yeah. a really big show. All you have to do is hashtag it and you'll see the millions upon millions and millions of followers they have and how invested and involved they are with everything that is happening, mm -hmm. whether it's in that um, artist's life or on the show or the character. The characters have fans uh, that aren't necessarily related to um, the actual, like Superman. Yep. Superman, you see people with Superman uh, tattoos, Superman tags, Superman designs, or Wonder Woman, or Iron Man, or whatever the case may be. It's not necessarily the actor, it's the character. Yep. And it has its own fan base. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. I mean, we could go on and on. Um, so, you know, to love Spider-Man, it's Spider-Man. 
So you could be a man and it's okay to love Spider-Man. But you love Wonder Woman. It's like, didn't you grow up? That's like a little girl thing. Well, it's Wonder Woman's very empowering. Like she's taking on a whole new vibe now. Like it's not, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Chris and the movies that have been created around the brand recently have given her more empowerment, have made her feel stronger and more, um, more relatable. Okay, but let's go back right before her movie came out. Yeah. Right before the movie. Yeah. If you liked Wonder Woman, you must have been a kid. Mm. You're, you're a little girl. Like, get over it, you know? Mm. But if you like Superman, it didn't matter how old you were. You can yeah. like Superman and be seven years old and have a pajama, or you could be a 50-year-old man that liked Superman, and it was cool. Yeah. But it wasn't fun. looked upon the same. Yep. So, you know. It's, yeah, there's a lot it, of things. It, it's a shame that this is very like gender gender identifying. Like if you're there's certain things that you follow and that you're very stand about, and if you're a man, it's considered okay. But if you're a female and you're stand about some something else, it's not. It's considered childish or superficial or you know mm-hmm. to woo woo for people. Yeah, and it starts. Yeah. I really believe so much that starts when we're little and and in our upbringing right so you're gonna you have a baby boy and you his third birthday and all the gifts are action figurines pajamas bedding everything to do with these male characters or cars or trucks and fire trucks and all these things and then the girls are taken immediately into the princesses and the bows and the this and the that so we start that at such a young age that it's just who we become. Mm-hmm. So I think in moving forward oh, to all these incredible- Reject sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So let's think about this. And when we have these new generations that are that are being born now, mm-hmm. let them be who they wanna be. Mm-hmm. Let I them do. love what they love, mm-hmm. right? Jeez, I remember um, Sam. I everything that I had in her room had to do with bunnies. It wasn't, you That's know, it wasn't bunny. a princess. Ava too, like I bought Ava a lot of bunnies over the years. She loved yeah. bunnies. Yeah. And Lauren was an absolute fan of Thomas Train, of fire trucks, of police trucks. I didn't know that. You know me, Thomas Toy? Huge I fan. Have, I still have a huge fan, a huge, huge bag full of Thomas Toy. Really? I had known that. Yeah. she was a huge fan and I empowered her with it I'm like absolutely if you love them play with them and that's what she would watch and that's what she loved and you know here she is she is who she is and she loves what she loves and and you know it was never I never told her you don't play with trains or trucks or cars you play with dolls absolutely not you know we knew better and hopefully others will know better and really empower the kids to play with the things that that they want to play with. It's really not going to determine anything other than the child de- developing in a much stronger, I think at a better rate. So yeah, that's just my take on it. Yeah. And, and then all- what do I know, right? I only had a preschool for 26 years and only <laughs> studied early childhood education. Empower your kids, people. <laughs> Mercy will break it down. Empower your kids. Oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a really fun topic to talk about today. If you uh, have any any genres that you are a stan about or fan of, oh, and by the way, we're saying the word stan a lot, and stan is another word for fandom. It's a it means obsessive, like all you know, like you're so excited about something. So you ever stan about Kim K? You're you know you love you're a huge fan of Kim. Yes. Kim. yes, yes, yes. For those who didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're cool. So, you know. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you like, share, follow. You can find our podcast on all podcast platforms, wherever podcasts can be found. Um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And what else, Mercy? Yes. And please remember that we are the founders of The Edge charitable foundation and organization that helps children around the world we also have our queen bees program which empowers women and we invite you to follow us by following us at the edge helps or going to our website theedgehelps.com always remember us thank you so this is the i'm speaking podcast with mercy 
and Priya. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.